0: Welcome back, everybody, to a another episode of Clone Wars Commentary. Uh I say another loosely, because it has been a while. <laughs> um Kessel Run Weekly has now come out of hiatus, which also means Clone Wars Commentary is coming out of hiatus, and I am your host, Cheyenne, and I'm joined by Grace and Brody. Say hi guys. Hi, hi guys. Hi guys um
1: i missed
0: this yeah i'm so excited to be back uh we've already been recording for quite some time but now we are gonna focus on some clone wars content which i'm super excited to get back into and i didn't really realize how excited i was um until i turned on the bad batch (laughs) so we'll talk about that in just a second um really quick overview. Uh hopefully everybody listening has seen it, but if you haven't no judgment because I literally just watched it. I do have an excuse having been on the road all summer, I just didn't do a lot of watching of anything. Um but anyways, The Bad Batch on Rotten Tomatoes season 1 specifically does have an 88% fresh tomato meter tomato uh, tomato meter. Um <laughs> Tomader. Tomitter I <laughs> I can't, I don't know. Worcestershire. Uh, Worcestershire Worcestershire. Worcestershire? Uh eighty-one percent Worcestershire? Worch Isn't it isn't it incorrectly pronounced Worcestershire? I can't even incorrectly pronounce the incorrect pronouncement. Um okay The place the place is Worcestershire. Mm-hmm. The
2: what sauce is the sauce? Is worst, sure
0: Oh, and people call the place the sauce name.
1: Worcestershire sauce. I've correct.
0: never had to say those words ever in my life, so I didn't know what was correct or incorrect. I have. <laughs> so I'm I so glad that we're talking like, about okay. bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um Anyways, season that one iconic of that, the scene bad when. Dash-
1: ha- when when Hunter went, I'm Hunter, and this is my Worcestershire sauce.
2: Yeah, I sounded like a Scot from Glasgow.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I got my Worcestershire sauce.
0: Why you kid? Oh you my win? god! I cannot. Okay. 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 I'm fine. I'm breathing. Everything's fine. Okay. Um, we're the, alive. We're, we're alive. The audience... Oh, don't apologize. Well, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 81%, and it's 4.1 stars out of 5. Um, Oof. Interesting, and I would almost say not, like, not surprising, only because, you know, like, Star Wars fans just be critical, you know? Um, not that that's a bad thing. Can be, but not not always um clone force bad batch is about clone force 99 unofficially known as the bad batch um and designated as an experimental unit um and a clone commando special forces squad that was active during the clone wars so and we find out right away in episode one um like what time span that is um it is mentioned i don't remember which one says it i think tech says it that uh, Grievous has just been... Obi-Wan has engaged Grievous in combat on Utapal. So then it immediately like puts you where you're supposed to be mentally in the Star Wars universe timeline. Um, it does consist of... What is it? Five clone commandos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter. Mm-hmm. With enhanced sensory abilities. Yes. Crosshair with his enhanced eyesight and marksmanship. Wrecker. Super, super strong. Uh, tech enhanced mental capacity and intelligence and then also echo um who was originally what they call a reg um and then went through some trauma but we won't talk about yeah we won't talk about uh, Echo's trauma right now but it's sad
1: (laughs) i remember uh you and i we watched the or we did the uh citadel clone wars commentary and we did go a little bit into uh to echo's character yeah before we even knew anything about the bad batch
0: yeah yeah and that one is out there for people that want to listen about our echo talk but it is whew, it's a lot
1: um i don't think we do like a character dive but i think we just talk about like how echo will be in the bad batch
0: yeah yeah, and it, which is such an interesting thing, because honestly, before I even watched it this time, I forgot that he was in it. Um, which is sad, because Echo deserves better. Um, so, to get into my little rant about what has brought us here, because um, I could have continued going with where we stopped in Clone Wars commentary, and eventually I'll pick that back up where we left off, but Bad Batch feels like a priority right now. Um, and I already told Brody and Grace this, but I literally... Turned it on in my car on my way home from work because I can just at least listen to it and then glance at it if I need to. Uh, but I started realizing as I was crying in my car to Star Wars that I missed Star Wars so much. And I feel like that's a very exaggerated response from my body that I didn't have, to, shouldn't have had to go through <laughs> because I was like, why is this happening to me? Um but I slowly realized that it was just because Star Wars obviously means a lot to me and I hadn't indulged in it in a very long time and then and then the freaking hologram pops up and Brody if you'll give me your best Emperor Palpatine impression of what he says I would love to hear it
1: <laughs> oh my god here we go. Hey man, go, go, go execute Order 66. Thank you. Bye.
0: I knew I was going to get something <laughs> like that for me. But yeah, yes, essentially, yes. uh Execute Order 66 was said, and I started sobbing. And I was like, I got so mad. I was like, I want to go through this again. I don't deserve this kind of pain. This is the third or fourth time that I've had to experience Order 66. What's up, Hold Grace? On. Execute Order sixty six. Ooh, woo! woo. <laughs> That's that could is. you imagine? That is canon. <laughs> could you? Could you imagine?
1: Wait, Emperor if Palpatine, if Palpatine said ooh woo. ooh, woo.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. I thought it was ooh, woo. Ooh, woo.
1: He's he's wearing cat ears. while he's doing it?
0: <laughs> it's the execute it's. Order the... <laughs> it's the part he's where he's like, like this has left me broke or whatever deformed and he's like just a cat just cat ears
1: mm-hmm. like nothing's changed his face isn't all scarred up he just he's became just a cat boy cat like no he became like he just became like a straight up cat boy like not even old Palpatine just like from an anime
0: yeah he's just an anime cat he's boy just, oh my like, god their attack left me deformed. Ulu. Oh,
1: and no. now I will establish a new empire. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if... oh my god. If... He does like the little like hand paws thing. <laughs> <laughs> he has got like he's got like um like gloves that are uh, are up to his elbow and like they have little paw pads like oh on god. them.
0: Listen, oh. <laughs> I need somebody I need an artist to draw this right now. I need like a no. little chibi Emperor Palpatine with cat ears and cat paws. I need like, it. No, no, just
1: get get the exact scene. Get the exact <laughs> scene. Take a screen cap of him, like regular deformed Sheev palpatine. Like uh, their attack has left me scarred and deformed. But now But oh, ooh, me, him. now we just have to make We just have to get a, like, a cat boy, or get, like, get, like, that one notorious, like, uh, like, anime trap, like, with the pink (coughs) hair, with the armor, and just, like, get him, put him in the
0: middle. Oh, my God. I'll pay money. I'll pay money for someone to do this. Listen, what did I say before we started recording? I was like, we gotta keep it together. And we can't. We can't. Um, that never that never happens. It's never here gonna work. It's never gonna work. Um, okay, duh. Let's do. I'm gonna try and do it in order. So one of the first things we hear is Deppa Balaba say Caleb, and we all know who Caleb is here, um, but not every fan would have if they didn't watch Star Wars Rebels or if they didn't care. <laughs> um, so Caleb is Kanan. For those of you that don't know, um, it's makes it all the more impactful, in my opinion, um, to know that. And I know that that's probably part of the reason that they did it. Obviously, you can easily intertwine almost anything in the Clone Wars because there was so much going on the whole time. Um, But to see Caleb in action as a kid is so powerful. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I didn't say this in the beginning, but we are only doing episode one because I haven't watched the rest of it, uh, but both Grace and Brody have seen it, I think, um, in its entirety. I've seen at least-
2: I've seen- I've seen the end of it. Okay. I know what happens at the end.
0: <laughs> that's that's what matters.
2: I've missed out on a couple
0: episodes. That's fine. Um, honorable yeah. mention things. Uh, Wrecker's Strength- I really just, like, didn't even think about how significant it would need to be to be quote-unquote enhanced. And so to watch him push full droid tankers over the edge of a cliff was insane. I can't think of a better word other than that. But I was like, uh... (laughs) What? Here's my
2: question about that. Yeah. Do clones like pre-existing non-bad batch like straight off the assembly line regs
0: yeah regs
2: have super strength yeah, i exactly.
0: don't think so
2: have like, they i super... think they
1: have i think they have better strength than the average person <clears throat> not only due to their training but like you know jango fett was a mandalorian host so you know they're naturally like you know significantly stronger
0: Okay, maybe yeah, I was about to say I don't know much beefcake. but I w didn't think so. A beefcake. Django mm. Fett is the beefcake. Do you guys so I think after episode one, um, my favorite right now is Hunter, which I've expected to be the opposite. I know that whenever I was thinking about Bad Batch, I thought crosshair was gonna be my favorite. Um, because I had this weird like sniper hyperfixation when I was a kid. I really was like, Oh, that's so cool. Oh, like Jesus. that's such a skill Mm. (laughs) Um, and I don't like Crosshair right now. Everyone
1: loved June from Um. Halo Reach. Everyone loved June.
0: (laughs) And then uh, but now Hunter is my favorite so far. Uh, So do you guys have a favorite? Brody, do you have a favorite Bad Batch member?
1: I absolutely have a favorite uh, Bad Batch member and it's absolutely Wrecker. (laughs) I I love Rekka.
0: (laughs) Is there a reason?
1: I love... I just love that he's, like, Star Wars' first, like, official himbo. You know? Yes, it's totally fair. fair. It's very fair because, you know, he's, you know, absolute uh, muscle. He's a loyal friend that'll, like, stick to you. He's, like, you know, he's a great guy. But he he does not have, uh, let's just say his brain cells are bopping around in there like a Microsoft screensaver, so. Um, <laughs> That's such a good analogy. Exactly like
0: he. Exactly, it's, like it's, he, <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly. it's yeah. just like, uh, th- what was that when they were coming into Camino? It's like, like oh, we're coming back home. How long's it been? And it's like, oh, it's been exactly. 32 months and 34 years and, and eighteen twenty 20 days, and it's just like. What? 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 <laughs> just say it's been a long time! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, can't, I can't think big numbers. <laughs> and he, he really likes his gonk droid and his Lula doll. His Lula doll! I love. It's
0: so cute. Lula!
1: Like how he holds it. And yeah. It's like, oh. It's He's cute. just a baby. That's sweet. He's just a baby That's boy. Fine.
0: That's fair. Are we and I think, he,
1: I think he has some of the coolest facial features because he has, like, you know, half of his face <clears throat> is all scarred up. And it makes me think wonder, like, are we going to get a story for that? Are we going to get, like, a comic showing off when Wrecker got his face all messed up? Like, I wonder if it was from, like, a concussion grenade. Yeah or a fire, or did he just fall?
0: I feel like it wouldn't be fair for them to create this whole show for them and then not give us their backstory in animation. I think that's unfair. And also, I think that defeats the purpose of having them have a show. Because honestly, and I know Grace and I will probably talk about it later, but like, wasn't really sure why we got this as a show... I'm not mad about it, yeah. obviously, because Star Wars content is Star Wars content, but, like, if you're gonna give us a show about these characters and not give us their full backstory in animation, I mean...
1: I think I think, I think one of the good reasons that Bad Batch exists is because there is a gap between um, like the moments off the heels of Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. There's, like, zero content for that. There's, you know, the Darth Vader comics, which exclusively follows Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really Jedi go into it. how... That's also, like, five years after... Yeah, it's five
2: years after Revenge
1: of the Sith. And so is Solo. That starts five years after. So, there's still, like, a decent gap at least, like, one year after Mm -hmm. Revenge of the Sith. And
0: not that it's not fulfilling of that. It's just that, like, I, for me, I was just, like... I get that they use the Bad Batch as the vehicle to tell that story of the patches that were missing... But for them, mm-hmm. if they were to not give us their backstories, like, in season two or ever, it would be, like, upsetting in I a way. Think, I
1: think we'll <laughs> yeah. get comics that are about the stories of the Bad Batch of yore. Mm. Like, you know, See, in I the prime of Clover. Like...
2: <laughs> I have a good segue for that, Brody. Ooh.
0: But mm-hmm. I need to know your favorite. Oh, is
1: yeah. So favorite? What's your favorite, Grace? Yeah.
2: You my know. favorite is... Tech, I knew it. <laughs> or Omega, but I'm going to answer for Tech right now. Okay. Because mm-hmm. not because of. I mean, yes, because of how he was portrayed in this episode, but mostly based off of what we got of Tech in season seven of the Clone Wars.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also,
2: I think it's really really cool that it's a clone with glasses. He's a really small mm-hmm. guy. He's small, <clears throat> but what he doesn't let have in body size, mm-hmm. in body composition, he makes up for with his brain, which yes. I really admire.
0: Yes. Yeah. It is really cool. I really the love thing. that they included that, that they didn't make them all beefcakes.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I really like, yeah. uh, Michael's the one with his helmet, right?
2: Yes, uh, Michael all... has the entire tech suit yeah he's yeah, got the
0: whole so suit cool I, it's just incredible
2: Rexing around everybody he's yeah. fantastic
0: i'll never get over how cool armor people are <laughs> armor people that's not the right term but you know what i mean hey i'll join the I armor think... club at some point armor people um we can't wait i have a flight um, suit to I go think... under armor but i don't have any armor <laughs>
1: I time. mean, you could do a TIE pilot, you know, it's not
0: a whole lot of armor, but it counts. Well, that's what I got it for originally, too. It's literally like an old flight suit from like an army mm. surplus store or something.
1: So <coughs> I think a great thing to admire about Tech is that he is never he never panics. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. never anxious. He's never worried. He's just like, oh, here we are now. Let's overcome this because he knows that they can mm-hmm. because he knows who he's working with. He yeah. knows that like, oh, easy breezy. We've done this a million times before. We could take care of this. Yeah. yeah. And he like the whole time he's just mentally concocting like a like a scheme that's going to go like flawlessly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's incredible. Um. So my like biggest dislike I would say about the group is Crosshair right now. Um, Which I know I mentioned briefly, but do you guys, did you guys get the same vibe that I got off of Crosshair? How do you feel about him? What sort of vibe did you get from him? I just don't trust him. I feel like I am supposed to because he's a part of the group and he's maybe just that, I hate using this term, but like that weird devil's advocate voice. But that annoys me (laughs) about him. Um, He just like doesn't seem to trust Hunter very much. And it feels like it's one of those, you know, like in like the friend dynamics or like the team dynamics in shows and movies and whatever, where there's like, they're on the same team, but there's that friend that always questions them. And eventually that becomes like a little headbutt situation. That's what I get the feeling from Crosshair. Like
1: yeah. he's a little stubborn. Yeah.
0: And not that it's like horrible, just- but like, I get it. Yeah.
2: I just had a a thought. Yeah. You're saying that. His name is literally crosshair. Yeah. Which is like Yeah. An intersection. Um yeah. where like my thought process this is immediately how my brain processed it. <clears throat> Bad batch is one line. Crosshair is another line. Where they meet is him with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's because, more or less like his own entity, but yeah, he just so happens to be in a team.
0: Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I get bad, bad vibes, but we'll see. Obviously, <laughs>
1: bad batch, bad, bad vibes. Bad,
0: bad batch vibes. <laughs> um, okay. Do you guys have any other insight on those main four or Echo, main five? <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're, they're all together. Yeah, I was going to say we kind of, like, <coughs> didn't over talk Echo. about Echo much, which, yeah. I mean, like, we got to give Echo credit where credit is due, but it does feel like he is, you know, like, the odd one out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he got it, he got added in later, like, in addition, he, you know, was a reg, and we've known him before. Yeah. we known him ever since the Domino arc.
0: Yeah like th- the
1: Domino Squad art.
0: I think that he, it makes that makes him one of my favorites because we knew him before, so to see this journey is going to be really cool. Um but because of mm-hmm. that like he didn't do anything in this first episode for me to feel really attached to him. I just already felt that way because I already knew him. <clears throat> but I think I like watching him throughout this specific series is going to be really cool because we know him. Um Okay, so My next thing also still has to do with the squad, but it's something that Hunter said. Um, He said it to Omega, which we will talk about Omega in a second. But um, Hunter mentioned when she wanted to go with them on their mission, um, he was like, our squad is trouble. Like, stay away from us. And I want to know y'all's interpretation of it, because for me, I started immediately being like, okay, well... Does he mean that in like a way that he's always felt like their squad is trouble because that's what everybody tells him and he has to keep up that facade because that's the facade that every clone ever and all of their higher ups have always kept up? Or does he really feel that way? Does he really look at his team and go, Oh, we're just a bunch of troublemakers and I happen to be the leader of it. I think it's the former, but what do y'all think?
1: I definitely think that they know that they are not by the books and everyone else around them. It's just like, oh, these freaking rabble rousers, like they're never by the books. They're always, you know, doing their own thing. They get it done. But at the expense of our own stress, you know, we're all freaking out here while they're doing flips and stuff. So we're, you know, they're hooligans, they're ruffians. And, you know, they're just like, yeah, yeah, we
0: are. Yeah, they don't are. hide sorry, it. Not sorry. Yeah, I agree. Grace, how about you?
2: Yeah, I, I kind of feel similar, but in almost a different sense. Like, they understand that where they go, trouble will follow. Mm-hmm. That sort of sense. But at the same time, they have to come to, to grips, come to terms with how everybody <laughs> else perceives them. And interpret it as like okay are we or aren't we right
0: yeah absolutely yeah um okay i love that i that was for me like one of the only like it's sometimes clone wars specifically like clone wars content is hard to like really dive into but for me when he said that i was like oh my god like that could just be taken and ran with it because it's such a deep inner and sometimes relatable thought to like consider how or even outside an inner you feel what
2: Or even just like a third sort of aside, if we think about it in three different ways. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't want to endanger a kid because they remembered, I guess, like how they were at that age or whatever, however clones age.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, and at that point, too, Hunter had already experienced his issue with Caleb. Caleb running off and him letting him go, basically. Um,. Right. So, like, thinking about that aspect of it, like, because, too, like, that's one of the biggest qualities everybody talks about. Like, I know I haven't seen the whole season yet, but like, everybody talks about Hunter's like, fatherly qualities, and I'm like, oh, well, that's probably where it started to kick in. He was like, oh, gotta take care of him. Um, okay.
2: That's what I'm thinking,
1: yeah. yeah. Now, now, hold on. Before we keep going, that like, mm-hmm. the way you got, like, said it, that, yeah. like, trouble follows, I wonder if, uh, Wrecker got his like you know facial injury around the end of the war Mm -hmm. and that's something that he like thinks about Mm -hmm. like do you think he's like we're nothing but trouble you're gonna get hurt here kid i mean like look at wrecker Mm -hmm. and you know he got half of his face blown off so you know it's like like looking at wrecker and just like man he's really messed up he you know he's seen some stuff and then looks at little omega it's like i do not want that kind of stuff for this kid Right, like right, right. I wonder if like when oh um record got hit like was he like was he in pain was he like sad about it like I'd honestly think he'd cry because that's just kind of like the character that he seems to be he would like yeah. cry but it's like like oh no we really messed up this time we don't want to involve anybody else in this kind of thing again so especially with a kid coming here it's just like uh god no yeah i feel like something so
0: important and this is gonna get a little deep we don't have to focus on it i will dedicate an episode to focus on it um so that people have enough time and warning but i feel like something with the bad batch that could be talked about is their ptsd their um Mm. mental health in general and especially with how the outside world quote unquote looks at them um and then also that, yeah, like how they are so utterly careful about Omega and children in their wake because they they know their quote unquote role or position within the Empire, the Republic, whatever it might be, um, and how that affects them mentally. That's freaking a lot, but we'll not talk about it right now. I'll do it later. Um, That would definitely be a really interesting
2: sort of thing to talk about. Oh my god. Possibly in a main channel episode. Yeah, I Um, think so. Because I know we have, I believe, previously discussed, like, mental health in Star Wars. Yeah,
0: yeah, we did a whole episode on it.
2: Yeah, and I think that would be a good thing to, like, revisit. 100%. While, like, we we can use Bad Batch, but also, like, have a couple different other... Examples That would be really interesting. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Another thing that one of the Bad Batch members said is Tech bringing up um, the Republic versus the Empire. Um, He said it in reference. I don't even remember. I'm losing. I'm blanking on it. But he basically was just like, oh, the Republic, the Empire, like whoever it is, I'm mostly worried about the systematic like destruction of the Jedi, like killing of the Jedi. Um, He's like, that's what I'm worried about uh and he brings up a great point and it's a topic that i've heard talked about in star wars i would say quite a bit um but only in like enclosed spaces like just like talking amongst friends about it and how the republic and the empire aren't entirely different but also yes they are obviously you know for obvious reasons like tyranny (laughs) um and dictatorship you know stuff like that but also just like in their uh Obviously, in the corruption of Palpatine being involved in both, but then their their managerial practices <laughs> would be the best way for me to phrase it. Um, this is more of a you que- of a Grace question because I don't know how to phrase things like that as far as governmental terminology. Um, but you guys have thoughts on Republic versus Empire, same, different. What's how do you fe- how do you feel about what Tech said? Um, I'm, I'm kind of like,
2: I do have feelings, but I think for episode one, Mm -hmm. that's definitely a very interesting point to bring forward Mm -hmm. because at that point, that's around order 66. Yes. So at that point, it's acting as essentially like a linchpin situation Mm -hmm. where you know, at that point, as soon as Palpatine says Execute Order 66, nothing will ever be the same. Right. Everything changes.
0: hmm
2: And whether it be government structure, whether it be what is actually going on, etc. So politics and, like, government were the last thing on their mind. Right. Most likely. Right. Obviously. hmm But it's definitely something that had to be considered because Mm -hmm. of the new emperor's role and his, like, totalitarian sort of uh, regime, essentially, that he's overtaking with. Like, it was a lot for them to consider.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And... Order.
1: Without order... There is no peace. That is why we must enforce order. If there's no order, you can be hurt. You can be killed. Anything could happen to you. You can lose it all, but with order, nothing bad will ever happen. Ever. Freedom, it is a, it is a lie. Made by the separatists. Don't believe them. It's not cool. Order is what is right. You're just that is why. (laughs) What did I remind you of? (laughs) You can finish. No, I just wanted to do like a silly monologue. That's like the perspective that I think that like most of the people, the people who would be part of the empire would believe because I, I think, you know, it would just be like, you know, a transition of government. You know, mm-hmm. it's a couple of new systems in place and the way they'll describe it is like, we're putting in a few more rules because with order comes peace. And if as long as you guys stay in check, peace will be there.
2: You, when you were like saying the monologue, which by the way, brilliant job, impeccable. But- Peckable work. Beautiful job. Um it I've heard this said a couple different times. Um there is the law
0: mm-hmm.
2: and there is what is done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I and love that. yeah. And like that even and that wasn't even said like in a Star Wars context. Yeah, I don't yeah. even remember when I heard that. Um like somebody said it to me. I don't know. Right. But that, I feel like, encapsulates how Order 66 is currently happening, yes. because at that moment, there was law, mm-hmm. and there will be what will be carried out right. with Order 66.
0: Right. No, that's and, perfect. And,
2: yeah. And it's like, Dude. it's a definite, like, it's a shift, and people notice it even before it happened. Like, they knew it was going to happen.
0: Right, 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 right. They're yeah, just you needed could feel to, the shift.
2: They're... Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, I some... mean,
1: when you... Sorry, when, when oh, no, you good. look at the Republic, and, you know, if you look at the side from the Separatist perspective, you know, the Separatists were not inherently the villains like yes we did root for the republic you know we waved our flags for the republic we wanted the jedi to win but you know as you grow older and you start to understand you start listening to the villain and you start understanding you know oh they're making sense and you know with the separatists they think like the republic they don't care about this it's all It's all about politics. It's all about money. There's corruption in the Senate. You can't get anything done without there being a council that takes months for them to even decide one thing that's going to happen. You know, it's no longer about the people. That's why, you know, the Confederacy of Independent Systems, they banded together and decided we will not live under the banner of the Republic and be forgotten. We're going to be better than that. Mm -hmm. So with the prospect of the empire say being a galactic empire. The entire galaxy will now be under the umbrella of the uh, empire. Like, even the empire or the republic was nowhere near Tatooine right. during the prequels. Mm-hmm. And now you see in Tatooine there are patrols of them walking through the streets of Mos Eisley. Right. So to them, to the people, they feel like they are getting the protection that the republic was supposed to give. Right. When in reality nothing much has changed, you know, that's why you know the clone troopers they were bred for warriors while the stormtroopers they're selected for mass yeah. because they want to spread them throughout the galaxy not only to enforce their grip on the universe or not the universe the galaxy but to make people understand that they there's a false sense to visualize it. Of yeah. Security. Security, yeah. Because they say like, like I will ensure security into this society. You know, like he's yeah. he's preaching that every planet will get the love and respect it deserves, what is except it? when a planet hmm? peace and security like, to my new empire, yeah. isn't that it? <laughs> yeah, but um. Unless a planet has some really good materials and some very exploitable species, then their communications will be cut so they cannot tell the rest of the galaxy <laughs> what's going on, and they'll be enslaved, and their planet will be harvested for resources.
0: Yes. You you don't exist anymore. Bye.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, exactly. Just like, huh, I don't mm-hmm. remember what a Sullustin is.
0: Do you? No, I don't think so. Oh, this Bye. planet should be right <laughs> here in the archives, but it's gone. I have a
2: history aside to this. Bring it on. Oh my. Okay, and this has to do with my current thesis. Nice. For context, my thesis is based around the Jacobite Rebellion of 1745 to 1746. At the end of the rebellion, uh, at the Battle of Culloden, afterward... There was a period of time of of about 40 years called the Highland Clearances. Basically, what happened was, when the British forces, like, squashed the rebellion, they went through uh, Scotland and Ireland, or, like, Southern Ireland and a little bit of Wales, and they were like, okay, we're gonna get rid of your entire way of life, and you're going to deal with it. So they literally went through villages and like burned them.
0: Oh sick.
2: And got rid of language, got rid of music, got rid of dances, Stole got rid of culture, all their shamrocks. Basically, yeah. Um, and banned everything. And they were like, You're going to basically homogenize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna homogenize with what is considered proper. And uh, not barbaric. And so they had to. And then once those bans were lifted, they were left with their culture wiped out,
0: which is very similar to what
2: the, the Empire world. was doing to a lot of different <laughs> planets. Yeah, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is insane. I We could do a whole episode on that, too. We should do a whole episode on governmental equ- uh, can't think of the right word, but parallels to the real world. Ooh. Yeah, um, <laughs> on a lighter note, a, the one thing that I did notice, that even even with, like, crosshair sketchiness and Echo's, like, side character vibes from this, um, the team itself does have, like, a sitcom vibe, which I love. Um, they all have their little <laughs> roles to fulfill, and, like, their interactions with each other are very fun, um, just like you were talking about earlier with the, like, oh we went on 180 rotations but with different time zones or whatever it's 205 um, tech saying all of that and Wrecker being like just say it was a long time dude what <laughs> What? <laughs> like their vibes are just immaculate with each other and I think that's awesome it does make me want to keep watching because I was like if everything else going on in the story is what makes me want to watch then they missed the point you know it's like that, that team is supposed to make me want to keep watching and they do um, so I think the last thing that I want to talk about, um, we're not going to get quite into the content of this episode because there's going to be a lot to divulge in future episodes. So, like, meeting Saw Guerrero, it's the longest, yeah, it's it's a freaking hour long. I didn't know it was an hour long, I just clicked play, and then when I got halfway through it and I paused it, I was like, oh my god, so I didn't it's even finish all of it. 30 minutes, yeah, I was like, oh my Ooh. god. Um, so we're not going to get quite into the content, but like their first mission being at- going after Saw, they obviously didn't know Saw at the time, or like know that it was him. Um, so stuff like that, and then that final battle. I want to go back and rewatch, and maybe I'll address that in another episode. Um, battle is a loose term, but I do want to talk about Omega and her role in all of this. Um, so Omega, I love Omega. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, she is i knew that the first time that i heard about her i was like okay like cool this is gonna be something so interesting to see and talk about like not only um the fact that they have a relationship with her but like that she is a kid involved in all of the what's the right word um Like the cloning process, the medical field at the clone facility, the Bad Batch specifically as a group. And also that what fans have been talking about her being a trans character. Um, Also another important thing that she is involved in and kind of at this point the face of for something like Star Wars. Um, So... I think that she's got a lot of things that we could talk about, but we're just going to kind of do a little brief talk about it um, because we are probably going to just revisit her as a whole um, for her own episode because that's it's what she deserves. Uh, But I really liked her kind of from the get go. The moment that Hunter like made met her eyes, I was like, oh, this is about to get real like. This kiddo's special. Thing. Yeah, like she knows what's going on. She knows something that we don't, and I want to know everything that she knows. Uh, that's immediately how I felt when I saw that scene. She
2: really. She reminds me of. Uh, oh my gosh, what's her name? What show? Waxer and Boyle, and the little kid.
0: Oh, Numa uh, Numa Numa. I was like, I know who you're talking yeah. about, but I can't think of her name. <laughs>
2: And then how Numa when she comes back as an adult in Rebels, I think she has pieces of both Waxer and yeah. Boyle's armor.
0: Yeah.
2: Um which is very sad. So sad. But I don't know. Like when I first saw Omega and saw her interacting with the Bad Batch, that's immediately what I thought of. Yeah. Was like that dynamic. other sort of relationship and mm-hmm. dynamic that already existed. Yeah. Because My first sort of thought was, like, did, was that done to be, like, a parallel? Or was this done, like, for an entirely separate reason? Right. Which, by the end of the episode, I sort of figured out, like, oh, yeah, this was done, like, for a separate reason. That just happens to be a
0: coincidence. Right, right, right. I think right. it's so cool because like like you said with Numa, like she had kind of that one interaction or that like I would say brief interaction, but it lived with her forever. I think for Omega, it it's going to be long-term interaction. It's obviously going to live with her forever, but I wonder in what way, because for me, I know that I told you guys this off podcast, but this this show feels like how... Uh, J- J- Jujutsu Kaisen and a couple other anime are just like set up to literally kill characters. It feels like yeah. it is setting us up to just endure pain. <laughs> and Game of Thrones? Yeah, Game of Thrones. Uh, Grey's Anatomy even. Like, I mean, just outlander tons, outlander tons of shows just like set you up and tell you from the beginning in the most specific ways in this very like genre specific manner or this very like like star wars has a way of telling you like hey don't get too attached <laughs> yep. like calling a character the chosen one oh sorry bye you know like so for me it scares me to know how significant Omega is. I don't... I'm nervous about her future. Um, yeah, but in the best way, because we get to see her, at least I would think, grow up with them in a way. Um, well, I don't know for how long, but I have high hopes for what she's going to become, whether that's as a clone trooper, in a sense. I don't want to use that term because I don't think that she would be. I don't think that that's how she would present herself. I think that if she chose to wear clone armor, it wouldn't be alongside clones if that makes sense. Unless it would it be it
2: would be more like it would be more like I feel how Boba is. Yes. In a way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because Boba isn't technically Mandalorian. Right. He like he took his father's armor.
0: Yeah. Yes. She would take I mean the like, Bad Batch on.
2: Yeah, like he's a Mandalorian in like the adopted sense. Mm-hmm whereas omega was born into being a clone yeah. but is adopted into the way like adopted into the um dynamic of like soldier versus scientist
0: right right right
2: brody this do is you the have the best way i
0: can explain it yeah absolutely brody do you have thoughts on omega and her role in all of this
1: i think she has, like, so many questions that have yet to be answered. Yeah. Like, it's, it's interesting because, you know, throughout the series, she shows off, like, she's just incredibly keen on things. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. figures things out incredibly quickly. She knows, like, some of the best, like, actions to take. She makes an incredible leader in certain st- uh, situations. Mm-hmm. And she knows, like, what is morally right. I love that. Like, almost at all times, she knows what's moral and -hmm. what's good. Yeah. And um, a lot of people, like, suspect that she might be Force-sensitive, which, like, I'm not taking that off the table, but I doubt it that it would be Force-sensitivity. Right. But I think that she's definitely, like, she was bred or engineered, so to speak, for being, like, you know, the ultimate, like, management uh, helper in a way, because, like you know, she was um, not Tanwei not Lamasu, the other, the other Kaminoan. I don't
0: know
1: the scientist.
0: Yes, the medical
1: uh, one. Yeah. The the medical one. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't remember the her. one that she's I hanging think- out
1: with the whole all the time. Yeah,
2: I can't think of their name.
1: Yeah. I think it's Nalase Yeah,
0: yeah, I think you're right. So um, Nala something.
1: So yeah, Nala say is you know she mm-hmm. needs a companion, and you know it's like, how about we just get Django Fett's DNA, change up the chromosomes, and get have a, have a girl clone, and that that would be cool. Mm-hmm. So like she should be my assistant. So she's kind of like you know like a personal assistant to uh, Nala say. So like I I assume that she's just like not engineered for perfection but she's definitely you know she she's just a really fascinating character to just like think about yeah. her purpose because it's obvious like every other bad batch character's purpose like you know tech is super smart hunter's really like he has good senses Wrecker's really strong and uh, crosshair could aim really well what is what was um omega engineered for do you
0: think she's all of them?
2: Ooh.
1: Maybe maybe not That's super a really strong. Good
2: take.
1: She's got a little she's got a little noodle arms. Well we
2: don't know.
0: She's small. I'm right also
2: now. I'm I'm small, but I can mm. also like lift a lot.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't want to let Grace punch me in the face.
1: <laughs> it's not much of a spoiler, but at a point they do mention how uh she is very weak and has oh. little noodle arms. Well.
0: Well, but it's she not got really much. Of a except spoiler. record.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like I think she definitely has like the keenness and awareness because throughout the show, it's not much of a spoiler as well. But you see her learn from all of them. Mm-hmm. She, you know, oh, I love that. You know what? That's probably what she is. She's probably one hundred percent adaptable. Mm. She can adapt to almost any situation. Yeah. It's like uh, in that. Marvel, you know there there were like robots that were made by absorbing powers to become like the ultimate adaptable machines. Mm-hmm. So they could Captain over Captain
2: America of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah, that's a good analogy too.
1: I mean, like it, it's like you would want an Omega for anything yeah like even if you were doing like a sports team it would be like she would be perfect because she would like you know she would learn the game she and understood. she would know how to be perfect at it yeah she mm-hmm. would know how to overcome anything
0: she's everyone's top fantasy football pick um, yes i i really like <laughs> and her and here comes omega running up on <laughs> <in> the front <laughs> yeah i really like her and i do like her adaptability um one of my other favorite things about her is the final scene of the episode and watching hyperspace in her eyes. I also teared up well, at that. I was like this is was so so beautiful. It was so it's soft. It like a callback to
1: like Ezra as well yeah. which like you know Ezra Ezra hits close to my heart. Mm-hmm. I love I love my Ezra as we've explained in the Ezra character tab. Please watch that episode <laughs> of and <Kessaran> Weekly. Please. <laughs>
2: Or, um, we love a she reminds me of Ahsoka a yeah. little
0: bit. Yeah, she Has is like... just so representative of all of them. I feel like of just yeah. like every young character reminds that we've us met of the and characters endured.
1: That were introduced in I'm the... oh, sorry.
0: Oh no no no! You're fine. She is just so all encompassing and also so unique. It's incredible. I don't know how else to describe it. What were you gonna say, Brody?
1: It's funny because you know like in the beginning Ezra was super hated on and at the beginning Ahsoka was super hated on like at their beginnings, but then evolved into really great likable characters that the fan base enjoys, mm-hmm. but like right out the gate Omega everyone is like protect her she is baby and she needs to be protected at all costs. Yeah, you know just, true. just like like protect like I would like to see the baby. <laughs>
0: just Omega. <laughs>
1: and it's just Omega.
0: Omega with like, the hyperspace in her eyes. <laughs> just sitting there. Oh, it was a beautiful scene. Baby, baby. Um, Grace, do you have anything else you want to talk about as far as Omega
2: goes? I feel like discussing her in her own uh, episode would be really great. I think because be there's good. there's a lot to unpack with her character.
0: Oh, well, Grace, do you want to tell the people where they can find you?
2: You can find me. Um, If I'm not in... Danny's Twitch chat as his moderator. You can find me at Amidala underscore seven one six on Twitter.
0: Sweet, Brody.
1: Uh, you could probably find me shopping at Whole Foods. I really like their uh, guacamole; very tasty. I highly recommend, but it is a little expensive. But better than Chipotle's, I'd say. And you could also find me on uh, Twitter. I worked for Chipotle. I, I know, know you're I, the only I one allowed to say about. it. <laughs> I'm the only one allowed to say it probably because I've like overdosed on, <laughs> on Chipotle's uh, guacamole. And they've also, I needed to drink so much water because they add like buckets of salt. Into it. <laughs> but, um, the, uh, you can also find me at, uh, at Brodster underscore gaming on, uh, Twitch and, uh, Twitter. I don't really use much either at time, at the time of recording this, but hopefully, uh,
0: by the time it comes out, I've done something. <laughs> We're here for you. We support you in all of these endeavors. You can find me personally at CJerica on Instagram, at CJerica95 on Twitter. So the most updated places you can find me is at Castle Run Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Instagram being the best place, anytime. Uh, And then my brand new anime podcast called Nakamano Anime uh, with my friend Shannon. We just launched it. Our first episode is out now. It's at Nakamano Anime underscore podcast on Instagram and just Nakamano Anime podcast on TikTok. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on all of those social medias and feel free to send us a chat and come back next week. Thanks so much for listening and may the force be with you. Always. Always. Thank you.